I'm going to put a brief interruption in here real quick, guys. Um, during the episode here, I had, um, I think it's the first story I told a story about um, a comment that I had noticed from Bette Midler recently about Prince Philip being like a rock star to her. And I wanted to clarify here in the episode, in the story, I actually had called Prince Philip Prince Charles by accident twice. So when you hear me say Prince Charles, please disregard that and know that I meant Prince Philip. Um, also, I wanted to tell you next week, there's a part in the episode here too, that I have a story of a hunter named Victor that I did an interview with. He is um, a hunter for the government that actually shoots and kills and hunts Bigfoot, dogmen, and cryptids. And he's the real deal. His credentials have been checked out. And he's this guy's not a joke. He's he's real. So please stay tuned for that next week. I will have that a section of that in the episode for you guys to listen to. On with the show. Hey guys. I am back for another episode of In the Dark. Um, busy, busy week like always. I was going to get to this yesterday, but had a really super busy day. And today, thankfully, we had some cool weather, so it was pretty awesome. It's pretty neat stuff. I was happy. Um, I wanted to send a shout out to Amber, who sent me a really lovely message. Uh, she found me on social media and then um, sent me a really sweet couple text messages and then a voice message that was just really neat. Just some of the stuff that you guys send me, like the stuff you say really gives you a boost to keep going. Like it, you know, anytime you doubt yourself or feel like, you know, maybe your podcast isn't reaching enough people or that you're not really, you know, I don't know, making the grade or whatever, you know, <laughs> when you guys send comments and compliments and, you know, hand claps and likes and all that stuff, it really... It means the world to you when you're actually the person doing the podcast. So I just, I wanted to, you know, put a mention in for her because of the sweet, just the really sweet, you know, stuff she said to me. It really, really made me feel good. Um, I'm going to put a, a pause on my YouTube channel for a while. Um, I told Amber this too. I'm going to, um, I'm going to kind of redo it a little bit. There's some things I want to do since YouTube is so video based, I'm going to, just kind of put a hold on it for now because there's some things I'd like to, you know, just kind of change around. So bear with me with that. Um, so for now, I think there's a couple videos up on each one. I've got my Christian channel and I have my, um, the cryptid and supernatural channel. And right now it's, it's kind of turning out where I'm blending them together. And I hope you guys don't mind me doing that. I just have a really hard time not talking about God when it comes to all this, because I truly, truly, truly believe in my heart of hearts that it's all related. I believe that everything that we're seeing, you know, was in the Bible and God warned us. And even to people that are non-believers, you know, I feel like we all have a right to believe what we believe and that we all have to respect each other for it. But these are just my own personal beliefs. And, you know, and uh, that's kind of why I'm here is to, is to talk about stuff and, you know, just kind of get it out there. And something Amber said to me really kind of resonated with me. It just, um, 
she said like there's a lot of people that talk about the one person that she follows talks about God, but she doesn't really get into the spiritual realm of it, like the supernatural stuff. And like not a lot of people do that. And that really kind of struck a chord because I was like, wow, I really don't. I don't know a lot of, of a lot of people that do that either. Like people either seem to talk about cryptids and supernatural or they talk about God. It's like people are afraid to join the two. So there's almost like two separate groups where you have, you know, one group that, you know, is really into the supernatural and they deep down, they believe in God. A lot of them do, but they don't really want to go there. They don't want to talk about it because they're afraid to offend people that don't believe in God, you know? Um, and then there's the group that, um, they, you know, they, they believe in God and they just don't like to talk about the darker forces and the darker realm because they're afraid it might, you know, it's kind of like a fantasy thing where people talk about like the boogeyman and it's dark. So they kind of like to stay away from dark. And I know that, you know, I know that in the Bible, Jesus spoke more about, um, the, uh, about hell than he did anything else. And I, I think that's a, I've actually read that that was a proven fact that he, he preached on hell more than anything. And a lot of the preachers in church today, they don't talk about hell. they're afraid to offend people. And we've gotten in this realm now where our society, everybody's like skating on, like we're all skating on ice. We're all like walking on eggshells around each other, afraid to say the wrong thing, you know? And you guys got to realize like, we're all different. Everybody has their own different nuance to their personality. And that's how God made us. Like we were all created that way. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to have different flavors that are added to the mix down here because we all have to kind of bring something different to the table. We're not supposed to be exact clones of each other. And that's kind of like where our society's kind of leading us into is that we're all just kind of to be put in this box and that if everybody doesn't believe in the same things. If anybody even disagrees in the, in the least bit of way that they get attacked by somebody else or other groups of people, that shouldn't be that way. And I'm not saying that we should be running around where, you know, people shouldn't be talking about horrible things like, you know, racism and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying things that are that bad, but you know, just different, different things, the different elements to our personality, like our religions and our political views and stuff like that. I mean, we all have a right to believe the way we believe and feel the way we do, because we've all led different lives. And, and those lives that we've led, things we've seen, things we've heard have, have formed us into becoming the people that we are. And so that's what kind of, you know, that's what causes us to have these the beliefs and the feelings that we do. So we have to allow these allowances for each other, guys. Like it's it's not, I'm really marveling at it. I saw something on Twitter the other day. I don't get on Twitter much at all. I, I just don't like Twitter. I don't like any social media, but when you do what I do, you basically have to get on social media to some degree. So I usually just jump on and I jump right back off. I don't, I don't hang out on social media in any way. I just don't do it. And um, I'm on Instagram more than I am on anything else I would say and I only get on there to look at pictures and that's about it you know um but I saw this thing it was actually on the news and it, it showed that it was a Twitter um you know post and something about was it Bette Midler Bette Midler had put something up about uh, how she thought Prince Charles to her was a rock star <laughs> 
Now, I'm I'm not saying I believe Prince Charles was a rock star, okay? I, I know that everybody's kind of rolling their eyes like, oh, yeah, that guy, like, he cheated on the queen, and he, you know, he's probably a reptilian, and you get all these different things, you know? And the way they, I mean, anybody that's in the elite group that lives the lifestyle that these people do while other people are stricken in poverty and they're not helping enough. I mean, in my opinion, anybody that, that has money and that doesn't extend a hand of help to people that are in need, I mean, boy... I wouldn't want to be standing in front of God if I were that kind of person. But um, it's just the way she said it. She didn't say it in an offensive way. You know, you could just tell that she was saying to her personally, when she met him, she was very kind of, you know, she was like a kid meeting, like a young girl meeting the Beatles for the first time. You know, like how they, how girls would just scream and like she was just really overwhelmed with meeting him for whatever reason. And people just attacked her and laid into her and said stuff. And I am sitting here reading this, just shaking my head, going, my God, you're not allowed. You just can't say anything anymore. I mean, it's scary. Even when you're doing podcasts, you're like, you have to really be careful how you word things. Because you may not mean for something to come out the way it does. I said something last year that was horrible. I did something really bad. It wasn't horrible. I mean, my intention wasn't bad. But I said something that was it sounded bad and the way I meant it wasn't that way at all, but the way it came out and I had to go back and read it and be like, okay, that I get it. I understand why that would be something that you don't say. But I mean, we all make mistakes with our, with our words. Like we say things in a wrong context or maybe it's taken out of context. So, you know, but we shouldn't all be like, just so ready to attack each other. You know, we just, everybody's got to just, just calm down. You know, just calm down and just allow people to breathe. You know, realize we're all human. We make mistakes. Sometimes maybe we're just having a bad day and we get kind of disgruntled. I mean, there's all kinds of variables that are happening around us in our families and our lives. And, and we just have to learn to be kind. You know, try to just handle each other with more love and grace than all this just ready to attack each other. I mean, hating each other for political opinions or, or religious opinions. I mean, come on. We've been living with each other since the beginning of times with different opinions. And I've never seen hate like I'm seeing now. I just, I really, it's just so disturbing to me. And I really hope everybody just try to, you know, just try to think of the Lord. Like try to think of what, you know, he would want us to do. Or if you don't believe in God, then try to think about how, you would want to be treated, you know, and that is really the bottom line. Like, how would you want to be treated and treat everybody that way? You know, when you go with somebody, like if you're at the grocery store, instead of looking all grumpy, like have a kind word for somebody because you don't know what that person's going through. You know, we've all heard this stuff before, but really extend a smile or something like a compliment mm -hmm. or comment or just something that uplifts them. Like whenever my rule of thumb is, I want to leave somebody with a feeling of more positive energy and feeling better about their day than worse about their day. So when I'm around somebody, I want them to have an experience when they're around me that lifts them up more. I try. I mean, I'm not perfect, but you know, that's kind of my motto I try to live by. And I really want, I, I wish that everybody would, you know, remember that, you know, we're, we're not here to hurt and kill and infect and, you know, just harm each other. We're here to uplift and love and care for each other. It isn't supposed to be the bad stuff. And I feel like there's so many demons and, and spirits that are released right now in the world 
that are taking over and you know and that's written about in in the scriptures and stuff that you know the end times and stuff and i really believe that we're we're starting to see you know the birth pains and the the start of all that that's going on right now so just try to be patient with each other guys i really i hope that you know we all can get through this and we were really going through some hard stuff gas prices are high groceries are going up i just took my son to burger king and he got a meal that was $10 and I was just like, wow, I remember when meals used to be, and I know you hear this from our parents, you know, back in the day, everything was this much, but it was a really quick jump. Like we went from boom, you know, like five, six bucks to boom. Now it's like 10. So it's pretty, stuff's getting pretty crazy. Hang on a second. I got to get a drink here. Okay. I got some stuff to talk about since I've been so long winded. Um, First thing I want to tell you guys about, there is a a site on YouTube. It's called Earthing or The Grounded. I believe the movie that they made is called The Grounded. And it's it's Earthing. It's it has to do with our feet touching the earth. So if you the earth has a magnetic pull to it, and this magnetic pull is supposed to be very healing for your body. Our government or whatever is in charge has caused us to basically, we have these sneakers and shoes that all have this barrier between our feet and the ground that keeps the magnetic force from actually getting into our body, having our body absorb it and heal us. This is pretty crazy stuff. There was a NASA astronaut or engineer that actually backed this system it's um something that they found that a guy had moved to Alaska and he had all these body aches and pains he was in all kinds of pain and something happened where he had to sleep outside on the ground and he noticed he was waking up feeling completely refreshed and without pain in his body so he started doing some investigation into all this and trying to figure out what was going on. And he came across this, I don't know what you would call it. It's not a theory because it's a proven fact that when we touch, when we keep contact with our feet, our hands, our body, with the earth, you know, without a barrier in between us, you know, you can have clothing on, you can have leather on, but you can't have like rubber and there's other materials that they use to keep us from touching the earth and it's actually keeping us sick. And they did this, uh, this, uh, experiment where he, he did this, uh, he put these plugs in, they have, it's, it's like a system where you plug into the wall where it's grounded. You, you plug the grounding part in and then you put like this pole and they put it in a plant and the plant that had the pole inside of it that was grounded flourished and kept growing and did beautifully. And the other one eventually died. The other one stayed alive so much longer. And then they started going on into humans where they were doing some, you know, studies with humans and they found that they were waking up without aches and pains. Their bodies were healing. They, their sleep apnea improved. Um, all kinds of stuff was happening to their bodies. So I want you guys to check this out. If you can get on YouTube, look up The Grounded or Earthing. And try to find the movie called The Grounded. And I want you to watch it. So this is for people that are dealing with any kind of 
problems physically with their body. I actually sleep with grounding mats every night. I have them at home. I ordered them and I just, you know, I feel healing effects between that and my vitamins and, you know, just trying to eat right and stuff, especially vitamins in the grounding mat. It is, um, it does wonders for you. So they actually have hotels even now that have them in that people request the rooms that know about it. So I wanted you to know about that. Bear with me while I take a sip of drink. I have, I deal with dry mouth a lot, so I have to do this. Um, two stories that started this week. I wanted to tell you guys about this last week, but I ran out of time. I know I'm going to run out of time tonight, too, because I've, I've overextended my, my talk here. Uh, two different stories of men that disappeared while they were in the hospital. There was one man that was... He was, he was taken into the hospital. I don't know what hospital it was. It did not say he was waiting for surgery for heart surgery and he couldn't move. He barely couldn't, he could barely get out of bed. Couldn't do anything. They had him in a room waiting by himself for about five minutes. This man could barely walk. He could barely talk. He could barely breathe. They walked into the room five minutes later and he was completely gone. They had no idea what happened to him. They searched everywhere, sent in search dogs, police, investigators. Nobody ever found him until about two weeks later. They noticed a smell in this one room. They couldn't get rid of it. It smelled like death. They tore down the wall and he was in the wall in the hospital. That's one. These stories blew my mind. The other one. Same scenario almost. The man was waiting in a wheelchair in the hallway of a hospital. And he was at, he was in to have knee surgery. He could not walk. He was in a wheelchair. They came back for him. He was gone. Disappeared. No idea where he went whatsoever. It was like maybe 10 days later. They noticed this one repairman was in this one room, the swing of the hospital different hospitals. Um, he went in to look for something and he saw fluid dripping from the wall, the ceiling, and he tore it apart, got up in there, and this man's body was inside the ceiling. This is really something to think about. This is how scary this stuff gets and how important it is that you are very, very, very aware of your surroundings. I This has got to be some kind of a portal that's opening up and some kind of demonic entity or something is pulling people through. It has to be. People are dying from this stuff. They're dying and they don't even know how they die. They cannot prove how these people expire. They don't know. Um, yesterday I read a story about a woman in Florida who saw a dinosaur walking through her yard. It's on videotape. It's a baby dinosaur. It almost looked like a raptor. I don't know if you guys caught that story or not. But it's on film. There again, if it is indeed a dinosaur, it is a raptor, a, a small raptor, where are they coming from? This is on video. It's not something that's made up. And this is not the first time this has happened. This leads me into a story from a man named Ted Gunderson. Ted Gunderson 
and you guys need to look him up on YouTube as well. He is a retired, he was the retired head of the FBI. This man has credentials that are incredible. You should hear his credentials. He became a whistleblower for the FBI, CIA. He worked for the CIA. He died of arsenic poisoning. He was slowly murdered, ended up having a heart attack and dying. Why is he dead? Who killed him? You have to ask yourself this. Ted Gunderson told of a story about it. It's a reptile story about the reptilians, about a man named John Van Beter who lived in Wisconsin in 2004. He was coming home from, I believe it was Sonoma County in California. He was driving home to Wisconsin. I believe it was Lincoln County in Wisconsin, if I'm correct. I'm not sure here. Um, he saw some dark cars sitting on the side of the road. There was a bunch of them, and he was a woodsman. He liked to hunt. He got curious because this was out in the woods. So he pulled over, he turned the car around, pulled over, tried to be inconspicuous. And he went into the woods. He had his gun on him, and he noticed that there was a bunch of men, which he thought were men, standing around naked, around a fire, and there was a girl tied to a tree that was naked. Somebody started shooting at him, and they missed, and he shot back. It ended up in gunfire, a gun battle. He killed four of the men. The others scattered, and the head guy, the one that was in charge, or looked like it, he was in charge, started running, and he chased after him, and as he was, right before he was ready to gun him down, the head guy was yelling that the FBI, the CIA, and all the police are in their pocket, and if he kills him, he's going to live to regret it. He, he will be in the, the, a cell for the rest of his life. He'll be arrested, and John Van Beter ended up gunning him down and killing him. He went, he went and rescued the girl. As he was leaving, these men turned into reptiles. They were not human. Their body shape shifted back into their true form. He went home. He reported it. Something was worked out where he ended up paying a $10,000 fine. And it went into other circumstances with what happened here. The story basically goes into him being harassed and set up, put on probation, and then being completely stalked. And the girl was ended up where she ended up being kidnapped. And now she's in hiding. Nobody knows where she is. Nobody knows what happened. So these are people that are seeing reptilian beings. And this was a, a man that was a good member of society. He's, I mean, you know, it's just the same old scenario. Upstanding member sees something and people think he's, they try to say he's nuts. But what I'm getting at here with this story is that the, the, the head guy was yelling back that if you kill me, you're going to be arrested and you're going to live your life in a cell because the CIA, the FBI, and all the police are in our pockets. I'm telling you, this is all, it's all biblical. 
It's all biblical. We are living a nightmarish illusion. We're living an illusion of, of security. There is no security where we're living. Our only hope is to turn to God. Ted Gunderson, is, he talked, he went on to talk about the Illuminati and Satan, Satanists, Satan worship, and pedophilia. He has stories that will blow your mind. If you get a chance, please look him up on YouTube. There is a heading to the one that I want you to listen to. It is called Ted Gunderson, retired head of FBI, tells all Illuminati, Satan, pedophilia, or pedophile. I want you to look that up. If you get a chance, there's some work here I want you to do. And that is to go in and do some research in some of this stuff. These people are dying to get the word out to people, to tell people what's going on. And they get killed. Even people like myself that do these podcasts and, you know, we get out there and we try to tell people what's going on. You're putting yourself out there. You're in danger. These, these beings, these creatures, you know, this whole crew of Satanists and the demons and all the crap that's going on, they're listening. They're listening to these podcasts. They're listening to the people that are doing cryptid podcasts and stuff like that. There's one guy that does um, a, a podcast about dogmen, Jeff, and he has a guy on named Victor. And Jeff is great. I love his podcast. And, and he had gotten, he started growing. His podcast started getting bigger. And it got noticed. It got marked. And this Victor guy, who I, I, I've spoken with Victor. I've talked to him. He was a hunter. He was an actual guy that was a head of the hunters that hunts down Bigfoot and hunts down dogmen. He hunts them and he kills them. And he's, he's worked around it for years. And he said that you have to be, he told me one day that you have to be ex-military and you have to have, I think it's at least one or one or a couple of confirmed kills in order to be accepted into the hunters. They're always looking for people, but the stuff that you see will bend your mind initially because you're not going to believe it when you stand there and you're looking at a real werewolf. You're not going to believe it when you're standing there looking at a real Bigfoot. They have complete knowledge of this. The government knows about it. Our presidents, all of them are informed of it. And the only reason that Victor was able to come out and talk about it, he said, was because of the current president at the time. I'm not going to name names. I don't want to get into all that. Um, but I talked, I spoke with Victor and I've spoke with, I've spoke with Jeff and the thing that I don't understand is, yes, Victor's a nice guy. He's, he seems like a very nice guy. And I loved, I love talking to him, but there's an agenda, guys. There's a reason why these men that used to harass people whenever they would want to talk about this stuff, they would threaten their lives, threaten their jobs, threaten their families, put them in jail, you know, stalk them, do all this stuff. Now they're coming out with what, what Victor told me was a slow disclose. And he said the reason they were allowed to do it, they just they, they know, I think, now that everybody is coming out and they're starting to see so many sites. There's so many sightings now. 
so many credible people. And because of that, they're cornered. Their back is in a corner and they now know they have to do something. They're going to look like fools if they continue this charade of not informing the public that this stuff is real. There's a woman in California right now that's actually suing the government for her, her, her and her family were out hiking and they ran right smack into a Bigfoot family. And the, 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 the head Bigfoot, who was a male, was furious that she was there. And she literally felt like she got away with her life. And she knows the government knows and they're not protecting its people. They're not protecting their people. They, you know, they haven't given a crap about us. We, they know we're a food source. They know that we're needed to feed these things. And they want people out there. They need food. And if they don't give them the food that they need, then they're going to start coming in and hunting us more in towns and stuff. That's what I feel. As crazy as that all sounds, that's what I believe is going on. So she's suing the government for it. And I feel that Victor is, you know, he's just another pawn in the game. I feel like, you know, he, he acts like this really good guy. And, you know, and that might be, but he also has been hunting Bigfoot and Dogmen all these years and never telling anybody about it. Never letting people know that they're, they're in danger when they're in the woods, that they could be dead or eaten, that their kids are disappearing because of these creatures, you know, and... They just, they keep it to themselves. So I'm not sure how anybody could really live with themselves doing that. But thank God they at least go out and hunt them down and they kill them. I mean, I'm thankful for that. But these people are listening. They're listening. That's how they found Jeff's show. And, you know, they knew that he was starting to gain popularity. He made comments about that. And um, it's some pretty crazy stuff. So, but like I said, it's pretty dangerous for us, for us to talk about it. Um, so I just, you know, I wanted to touch on that. There's another thing I wanted to, I have another podcast that I do that, um, is Christian, you know, it's, it's a Christian podcast. It's getting to a point where it's kind of getting blended together, you know, with these podcasts. So that's why I kind of talk about this stuff. I hope I'm not offending anybody if I'm talking about my, my beliefs but it, they are my beliefs and I just, you know, I feel like I have to talk about it. There's also a book I would like you to read. It's called the Bible and the Bermuda triangle. This is a very old book. I remember I read this book when I was a kid, I was about 15. I think actually my dad had it and I picked it up. I actually have a copy now and it's an excellent book. You could probably get it. I don't know if a Libris is still online or Amazon or there's a place you can go to get old books, but this is an excellent book. And I remember one part about this book I remember reading, which really fascinated me was that there was like a lot of disappearances and stuff over the Bermuda Triangle. And then if you dug parallel right straight through the Bermuda Triangle, you would come out with, at, to the Devil's Sea David Pilates talks a lot about the devil. Everything's devil. Devil's this, devil's that, Diablo. He said more disappearances happen in these places than any other, anything with the word devil in it. And the Bermuda Triangle talked about there was this person that actually um, witnessed hell. They went into this realm where they saw this person and they said it, it was like that, um, 
the creation of Dante's Inferno, where there was like layers to hell. And they went in here and they, they were sent there and they saw this one person and this person loved money. Like they were obsessed with money when they were alive. So there was this money tree there. And this person was just compelled to touch this money, compelled over and over and over again. And they couldn't stop themselves because they loved money. And so every time they touched this money, they would get burned really bad. And they would like, you know, reach back and they would cry out. And then something would just compel them to touch it again. And they were basically being tortured by everything that they loved on earth the most. And I think that was the whole point to even Dante's Inferno, like a lot of it has to do with like the layers of what, what, um, your sin levels are like how much of a, you know, I guess that's kind of a child's way of putting it, but how much of a sinner you are, you know, like, like, like Adolf Hitler would be in like the depths of hell. Whereas somebody that was, you know, a person that was a decent person, but just didn't believe in God maybe is like in a different level where it isn't quite as torturous, but that's kind of the idea of it. And so you're basically tortured, with the things that you love the most, like what God did you serve here? Was it money? Was it porn? Was it, you know, like, you know, gambling? Was it, you know, drugs and anything like that? So whatever you, in a sense, worshiped or idolized here on earth is what you're going to be tortured with in hell. And so there was a part in this book that spoke about this and it was really fascinating, but it's a really incredible book it it backs up every theory that it has. It backs up with a Bible quote and it really makes you think like this is a really fascinating book. So if you guys get to get a chance, I would pick up a copy of that because it's really, it's incredible. So, um, I just wanted to ask you guys, like I just been doing some thinking about some of this stuff and I just, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, we need to ask ourselves like, you know, questions here. Like we need to find out what's, what's going on, you know, questions like, you know, who created the Georgia Guidestones and why is there listed on them to always maintain a population of 500 million people? You know, these are Guidestones that were put right smack in the middle of a piece of land. Nobody knows where they came from, who inscribed this perfect inscription. I mean, they're beautiful. They're perfect, you know, and who will be carrying out this agenda of 500 million people. Our population right now is seven to 8 billion people on this entire planet. That means it's an 80 to 90% reduction in population. If we were to carry out an agenda like that of 500 million people, almost 90% of our population would have to die and that takes you into COVID, immunizations, things like that, you know. Do plagues like COVID and immunizations, that agenda, does that play into this? You have to really ask yourself. The Vietnam president, he said that there hadn't been any cases of autism in their country until Bill Gates brought his immunizations there. Now they're flooded with immunizations. A lot of people don't believe that. They don't believe that immunizations cause autism. Well, there's a lot of people that say that's not true, that have actually walked that walk, that have seen their children go from a perfectly happy, normal child within one day after having an immunization 
and now they're retarded. You know, they're, they're slow mentally. They've watched them drool and never come back from it. They've never come back from it, from getting a shot. Vietnam had no cases of autism until Bill Gates brought his immunizations there. What does that tell you? Think about this stuff, people. Ask yourself these questions. Why do things like Alexa and Siri, when you talk to them, you ask them questions? I've seen this done. People have asked them, you know, what does our future hold? What do you think of mankind? And they come back talking about how they want to exterminate humanity and take over the world. It, it's just some of their answers. If you get into asking them certain questions, it's mind-blowing. Why is there a UFO in the Madonna and Child painting that was done by Da Vinci? And there's UFO drawings and stuff inside of caves and the pyramids. The stuff is real. It's not a joke. It's not a fairy tale. It's real. Werewolves are real. Dogmen are real. Bigfoot's real. UFOs are real. Aliens are real. Demons are real. There's thousands of sightings all across the world every year. Thousands of them. Tens of thousands of sightings. All kinds of disappearances. You can't deny this stuff. How can you, how can you believe in one and not the other? How can you say, oh, I'm a Bigfoot believer, but I know we could never have dogmen or werewolves. That's too fantastical. Why is it fantastical? God told us in the Bible, this is going to happen. At the end of time, the creatures that were going to come out, that were going to give men heart attacks at the sight of them. This is happening. It's real. The realm of magic is basically, it pulled away and now it's coming back. You know, we think of it as magic. God thinks of it as demonic. That's his spin on it compared to ours. Who could have possibly have built the pyramids or the structures like Stonehenge? We can't even build that stuff today. With the technology we have today, we can't even build that stuff now. How could they have done it? <laughs> Men couldn't have done that alone. It's not possible. You have to ask yourself this stuff. Really get serious about this. Don't take this as a joke. It's not a joke. This is our reality. And it's coming out. It's coming out to be in our face. The Denver airport. I mean, just why? Why was that even, you know, th there's been people that, I mean, they've got security down underneath it that won't even let, I mean, they're supposed to shoot people if they even get near it. What's under the Denver airport? Why is there a statue of Anubis outside? A dog man. Why is there a statue of him? An Egyptian statue is in Denver. A horse that looks like an evil horse that actually killed its maker. Actually, a piece of it fell on the maker and it, it killed. He died. And there's all kinds of inscriptions in, in the airport that don't. It all looks like death and mayhem, end of time stuff. There's a, a box that is supposed to be a riddle to basically get underground. It's, it's like they built this to save themselves. You know? You have to ask yourself, why is this going on? Why all the symbolisms and rituals? What's up with the rituals? Why is everything about blood? It's so vampiric. You know, who runs our government? Think about what God tells us in the Bible. Who would run our government down here? Who's in charge of this earth right now? Do you think it's Joe Biden or the royals? 
No, it's not. That's not who's really running the show down here. The people and the, and the beings behind the curtain are not human. They're not human. Hate, racism, toxic toxins in our food and our water, taxes, price increases constantly, abortions, the way they even perform abortions, the whole man-woman conflict, and on and on. Why is this all being fed? Why? You have an entire race of people, you know, that believe killing people that don't believe what they believe is there is the way. It's just... So getting back to Ted Gunderson, he also talked about mind control. The government is really, really into this. He talked about a lot of stuff. He talked about um, underneath the naval and army bases, there are chambers where they store children that they use for sex slavery and pedophilia, and they use them for uh, sacrifices. He talked about they'll abduct them and they'll, you know, they'll, they mind control people with, they'll send out signals through phones to certain people to do certain things through mind control. They, they, the, the mind, you know, that MK ultra mind control system they went through. I mean, look what our government did in Vietnam to the soldiers guys. Come on, wake up, wake up guys. The government's not the friend here. So Ted Gunderson talked about mind control. So now let's take ourselves into all the mass shootings. So according to Ted Gunderson, who was a head of the FBI and the CIA, he is telling us that our government uses signals to send out to people to cause them to do certain things and act in a certain way. Our government wants our guns. They want our guns. They want to strip the people of all control or any kind of protection that we can give ourselves. They want to take it away and make it so we are completely dependent upon them, which was the reason that our constitution was formed, that we were to bear arms to protect ourselves against our government. Okay? So they never, never, never came to power like that. So all these shootings started happening. You have to ask yourself about what Ted Gunderson said. A signal gets sent out. We have all these mass shootings happening almost every day now. And they want our guns. And when they get our guns, what happens then? What happens when we meet a cryptid? What happens when the werewolf comes out? Or the Bigfoot that you didn't believe in and now you're one of those people in that group that has now had a sighting. And these cryptids know you can't pretend protect yourself. Then what, guys? You have to wake up and understand that there is a huge agenda here. It's bad. It's big. And it's happening. It's real. So I... Didn't mean to get into all this tonight. I got more political, I think, than anything. But stuff just really bothers me that I just, I want to get off my mind. 
Um, I want to end it tonight. I have a, a guy too that um, the guy I was telling you about the author. He's going to be coming one next. I'm going to have his story next week. I talked to him on the phone tonight. He's, a, he's got a, a good story there. Um, let me see here. I want to check out this one story I wanted to read you guys. Not a, I'm not going to read you any stories tonight, actually. I was going to tell you about something that happened to me with God. Hopefully you don't mind this because <laughs> I need to, to tell you guys it. Bear with me one second here. So I had this dream. I, now, I talked about this on my other podcast. Um, I have a, a Christian podcast. So if you follow both my podcasts, you might, you know, I'm kind of repeating myself here. But I wanted to tell you on this one, too, because, it, you know, it just, I think all this goes hand in hand. It's all blended together. It all goes hand in hand. I mean, it's just insane. I had a dream one night where... I was getting really close to God and I was feeling God was kind of leading me closer and closer and closer to him. And I started understanding that you have to like repent of sin in order to get really close to God, that our sin actually keeps us. It keeps like a barrier up. So when you pray, it's almost like God doesn't really hear you. Like, like he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't hear you, but it's like there's this veil there because the sin causes it to be blocked off some. And when you stop sinning, when you when you really repent of sin and really give your life over to the Lord, it seems like it really opens him up to you. And he's really there for you. He really loves you and he just he's just really there for you. So I just I was thinking about the fact that Satan was going to he was like the, the creature that was going to, if anything happened with my children, that Satan was going to be the one that took my children to hell. You know, that if my children weren't saved and delivered, that he would be the being that, you know, him or his demons would be what caused my children to go to hell. So it started making me really angry. I was like, why am I serving him? Why am I living my life? Or any of us living our lives where we're serving a being, we're making this being happy every time we sin, whether we steal a pen from the bank without asking or tell a little lie or go out and rob a bank, all of it feeds Satan. It feeds this horrible creature that hates us and wants our, our complete destruction and wants the destruction of the people that we love. And this is the being that's going, that could be taking the people that we love the most to hell if they don't, you know, end up saved from him. So I went to bed just really furious that night. And I remember thinking I just, I wanted to just kill him. Like I was like, I just want to destroy him. I went to sleep and I had this dream. I was sleeping in the living room. I fell asleep on the couch and I had this dream where Satan in my dream was trying to kill me. I could feel it in my dream that he was actually trying to kill me. I was, it was, it was in that state where I was trying to wake up from the dream. I was trying to get myself awake and I could not wake up. Like I was aware I was like coming awake, but I couldn't wake up. I couldn't open my eyes and I couldn't say a word couldn't mouth anything, couldn't scream. It was almost like sleep paralysis, but it was, it was to a point where I was, my eyes were closed. So I was still in the dream, but I was like aware that I was dreaming and I was aware that I was trying to wake up and I couldn't wake up. 
And I remember I was like, I can't, oh my, I'm going to die. And then all of a sudden I felt myself holding my breath. And I knew, I was like, I knew in my, in the state I was in that Satan was there and he was trying to take my life. He was trying to kill me because of the anger, the rush of anger I had gotten that day towards him. And I think I had said some things out loud to him that day. I was really mad. And I think he came and attacked me that night because of that. And I remember all of a sudden I started thinking the first thing I thought, and I was so happy I had this thought in my mind when I was dreaming, I, I, I was thinking about Jesus. I was like, help me, Jesus, help me. And I kept saying, gee, I kept going to say Jesus in my, in my dream, but I couldn't say his name. I could, I could just start out saying G and then it, it would stop, but my mouth wouldn't move. I was trying to get myself to say it. And I felt the Lord, like his presence kind of come over me in my dream. And all of a sudden I just somehow or another, after trying so many times, I just came out with his name really loud. And I was like, Jesus. And I like, Un, it just unglued my mouth and I was furious. And I remember in my dream and it was kind of, like I said, I was still kind of coming into reality where I was waking up. I saw Satan. He was standing over away from me. And I remember I got really big and I, it's like, I got really just furious and I grew. It's like, I got massive, like this warrior girl. And I said, Satan. And I said it really loud. And I said, I'm gonna kill you. And he looked at me, he looked back at me and he turned his head and he started running. And I started running after him so fast in my dream. And he was booking, like he was afraid of me because I knew I had the power of Jesus in me. And it was so neat. It was like this neat dream to know that like he was like fearing me because of Jesus. Like Jesus was living, like he was inside of me. Like the, the Holy Spirit was inside of me. And then it was like about another night later, a couple nights later, I had this other dream and this was so cool. It was a dream where I remember I had asked God, I was telling God, I did not want to be some pansy, you know, girl that was in heaven cooking and, you know, taking care of the children and, you know, picking flowers and that kind of stuff. I said, I'm a fighter. I'm a warrior. That's who I am. My nature is to fight and to fight for injustice and things that aren't fair, especially against people that hurt children and hurt animals. Those are the two things they're like, that's where I draw the line. I mean, I just want somebody's blood if they do that stuff. And, um, I remember I told God this and I had this dream right after I had this encounter with Satan in my dream. And I knew the encounter was real. I knew it was real. Um, I had this dream where I was up in heaven and I was in space and I was dressed in all black because I told God I wanted to have like black tipped wings and, you know, I wanted like green and blue and yellow and stuff like in my, in my uniforms. But I said, I wanted to have a life where half the time I lived as a warrior that fought in God's army. And the other half the time I lived where I was, you know, picking flowers and loving the kids and doing all this stuff. And so in this dream, God showed me, I don't know, this sounds so fantastical, but knowing God, the way he works, this would not surprise me at all. And I don't doubt this. He told me in my dream that my name, I was standing with him. I think it was actually my angel too. And they were like, your name, when you die, when you come to heaven, 
we're going to call you Empress. And I was like, okay, that's wild. That's kind of a crazy over the top name. You know, kind of, it's kind of strange in a way, but God was like, no, they were like, you're going to be an extension of God's wrath. And that's why you were created. That's why who you are as a person, God is going to use the way you are and what you're made of for his purpose. And because you want to fight in his army, you're going to become basically the wrath of God, but part of it, like an extension of it. And you're going to be used of God in his army. And all of a sudden, like I was, and I was talking to them and then they said that my whole, I was going to have a horse, like a black stallion. And her name was, she's going to be huge and mighty. And her name was going to be Emerset. And I was like, this was so vivid and crazy. It was so neat. And then it went into, all of a sudden I was in the middle of space and it was, it was black around me, but you could see stars and I could feel God standing right over from me. And I was like flowing with his power and I started to spin and I was spinning and spinning and I was gaining momentum. And then all of a sudden I stopped and my eyes were like pure fire white. And then all of a sudden this beam came out of me and it was directed to the earth to something that was like hurting children and that's where it hit. It hit something and where it just decimated it, decimated the person or people. And, and this, and then I woke up and I just thought this was just an amazing dream. So I have had some really neat dreams and I do believe the Lord speaks to us in dreams. It's in revelations that, you know, the old men would dream dreams and young men would see visions and that's what was going to happen at the end of times. But all through the Bible, it talks about people having dreams and connections to God. And that's how he speaks to us through, you know, visions and dreams and, and stuff like that. And you can feel him like you can feel when it's something that is real or not. I have another really cool story about something he did for me. It was a healing for my tooth. And I will tell you that story next week. I'm, I'm kind of running out of time here. But um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I'm, I'm sorry I got so into the political, not, not the political stuff, but just really, you know, I'm not sorry. I, I just, I really needed to say some stuff about, you know, what's going on here with our world and how we need to just be vigilant and aware of our surroundings and go out and buy a personal auto locator and carry a gun, you know, fight for our rights to carry a gun, you know, the bad guys are still going to always be out there, guys, whether they have guns or not, they will find another way to kill. There's always going to be a way to kill. It doesn't have to be a gun. We need the good guys need the guns to protect ourselves. you know, and if you don't like guns and don't have one, you know, find something else, get a, get a, a taser or get something that protects yourself from, from, you know, things that are bad because there's stuff that's going on and it's all around us and we can't deny it. So just be aware. I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. I will talk to you next week, hopefully same time. Um, try for Monday if I can get a cast in and I will have that story for you and another story about my um, healing from God and more stuff. You guys take care. You have a wonderful night. Bye-bye.